Hi, this is Ben, host of the Damn Fine podcast. Please keep in mind as you watch, this is our first time ever producing a podcast. We've had a lot of fun making it, even if it didn't go to plan sometimes. There's been plenty of audio problems and blunders while making it. Maybe it's a mess, but if it is a mess, it's a damn fine one. It may be much shorter than future episodes will be, but for a first attempt, we tried our hardest. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy it. The Elephant Man is a 1980 British-American historical drama film about John Merrick, a severely deformed man in late 19th century London. The film was directed by David Lynch and stars John Hurt, Anthony Hopkins and Anne Bancroft. The Elephant Man was a critical and commercial success with eight Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Actor. After receiving widespread criticism for failing to honour the film's makeup effects, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences was prompted to create the Academy Award for Best Makeup and Hairstyling the following year. The film also won the BAFTA Awards for Best Film, Best Actor and Best Production Design and was nominated for Golden Globe Awards. It also won a French César Award for Best Foreign Film. Hi, you're listening to the Damn Fine Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Swan. And I'm Mishan, your co-host for this episode. Today in the show, we'll be discussing David Lynch's second feature film, The Elephant Man. And as well as that, we'll also be discussing the news surrounding David Lynch's upcoming Netflix project, Wisteria. So before we get started, we thought we'd tell you how the podcast is going to work. We first came up with the idea for this project a few months ago. Initially, it was going to be a Twin Peaks podcast. But we decided, let's make it a general David Lynch one. So every week until February, we'll be discussing one of his movies. Well, we'll be discussing Eraserhead, uh, The Elephant Man, and of course, Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart, and Twin Peaks for this season and the rest of next season. Yep. I'd like to thank all those who've helped with this project. Obviously, Brett from Toybox Productions for allowing us to make it in the first place and providing our amazing artwork. Ishan for co-hosting and their test audience for providing the feedback necessary to make the show the best it can be. Yeah, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to add that um, we did record this whole thing already. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and it, it didn't didn't go too well. Yeah, we ended up, it ended up more of a fire walk with me podcast than a elephant man one, I think. Yeah, well, second time lucky, third even. <laughs> Yeah, there was also a third time. Yeah. Well, anyways, Ishan, why do you like Lynch's work and what got you into him in the first place? Uh, well, I love his stuff because it's, uh, it's just really, it really interests me because it's he manages to blend like terror and humor in in a really really original way and uh i haven't i'm i mean i'll admit i haven't seen many of his works but i will say that um his stuff does seem to evoke strong emotional reactions from me and others um and i like how he he always seems to um uh put like 
he he handles uh, every aspect of it with like immense love and care which i think is really um really admirable um i got into him because i have a friend who's uh just well he was very into twin peaks and so i ended up watching it and i really i didn't know much about lynch until twin peaks and even after watching the original show i didn't know anything about his work really but um i was i i was recommended some of his other films so i I watched some of them but yeah that's how i was introduced to lynch yeah well twin peaks was my introduction to lynch as well it's just such a fantastic piece of tv and it really blends you know the surreal aspects of Lynch's work with soap opera drama, and it's probably, in my opinion, the best of all of his work. And it's definitely the best way to be introduced to his filmography, I'd say. And mm-hmm. that was back in March when I started Twin Peaks, and now in December, I've seen all of his films already, which is crazy. I thought you'd been a Twin Peaks fan for way longer. <laughs> no, it feels like it, but yeah. only since March. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. And yeah, all these films I've liked apart from June, which you know I really, really disliked. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I I've yet to watch it, but you know, it doesn't look like doesn't look like his best. Yeah, and his work's just so different to other directors. You've got the surreal nature of it, the quirky nature of it, and but it maintains a level of accessibility. Especially some of his most straightforward films like The Elephant Man and The Straight Story. So yeah, I agree with what you said on it. And yeah. so The Elephant Man, what do you think about this film before we start? Uh, it's a it, it's a good film. I I really I really like it. I'd I'd say I guess the thing that stands out to me the most about it is how how emotional it is. Um yeah, that that's probably that's probably um the the first thing that comes to mind, you know, whenever I think about it, it's the emotional chord it strikes. Yeah, I know you've not seen all of Lynch's work, so I'd normally ask you how you'd say it compares against his other works. So, what do you think, June? Well, it's it's definitely not Twin Peaks. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's not my favourite of his films. I don't dislike it, but I can really see how people would like this film because it's got a more accessible and as I mentioned straightforward storyline and it's got a level of mass appeal that a lot of these films really don't have so like Inland Empire which I know you've seen haven't you yeah yeah I don't get it but yeah I've seen it (laughs) I don't think anyone gets that film yeah but yeah it's just these films go from these really abstract pieces of art to just really human and I'm not going to say wholesome, but you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, there are moments of, of coziness, I guess, in, in a lot of his works, especially yeah. Twin Peaks. But, oh, yeah, definitely yeah. Twin Peaks. And it's, it's this ability he has to adapt these material as well. Well, uh, what do you mean by that? Like, if you could give him the most straightforward screenplay in the world, and he'd still manage to add just a bit of his style, but not too oh. much that it completely defies the point of the narrative. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just so so distinct. He always knows what he's doing. Yeah, like he could have made the Elephant Man absolutely crazy, like most of his films are, but he mm. chose to portray it as just a very good drama film rather than yeah. going surreal because this isn't a story that really needs that surrealness to it. Yeah, it wouldn't benefit from it, but you know he still knows like what you you, you can see like Lynch's creativity, you know, seeping through the seeping through the cracks. Just, yeah. yeah, just in those yeah, so um just in some moments where he feels it's necessary to convey the themes, but he, he knows to restrain himself. Yeah, like you've got the shot where he goes up and his mum's face is on like the moon at the end. That's mm-hmm. a very lynching type shot. And then if I remember there's a dream sequence think maybe yeah, like halfway the, the, through. Halfway, I remember at the start there are all the elephants trampling, you know, and the mom yeah, screaming. That was quite lynching as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's because of the. Um, it's all in the sound design, isn't it? Yeah, because he always has this very industrialized, like back in these films, like Eraserhead yeah. had it as well. It seems to be a very specific trait. Of yeah, three twin the, peaks lynch, the the ethereal wishing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, I mean, it's obviously you know very uh, critically acclaimed, but I I think, yeah, as I said before, it's kind of the, it's it's what's so. It's the emotion that it evokes that that really, um, that it's really the highlight of the film because you know he manages to illustrate how like how dehumanizing and uh, how just how cruel uh, you know traveling freak shows were, and I I guess it does that very effectively with the performances, you know Hopkins performance obviously and uh, Hurt's performance as well. But yeah. I, I just I think it's it's the scenes like you know the one with um it's the scene where he's just interacting normally with um Hopkins's character mm-hmm. and it, the the way I, I think it's very clever the way Lynch manages to um kind of change the audience's perception of a person so easily and so smoothly. It's like at first, you know, he's not talking. We're told that he's an idiot, and he's this like he looks. Um, I mean, he doesn't. He's not. He's not nice to look at, particularly. But and so you kind of you get this this picture in your mind that he's a monster, just like, you know, just like all the um, all the people at the time uh, would uh, w- w- would think, but. You know, when you finally realize that that that's completely wrong, and he's actually a very intelligent, uh, very intelligent, very sweet man, uh, it, it it just it really casts light upon, you know, how we treat uh, those we see as as other, and it it just really highlights um, how our reactions uh, to those with disabilities can be. Yeah, you know, at best it can be awkward, but at worst it's really cruel, even if it's unintentional. So, yeah, I think that's why it remains so moving because it it just it underlines that message that 
you know, compassion is, uh, it's not really, it's not a privilege, but it's, I, yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I think overall about how, um, uh, how, you know, the, how, how it, how it conveys that emotion. Yeah. And I think the the other Lynch work, I'd compare this to visual style-wise rather than thematically as a razorhead. Oh yeah, I've yeah I've not seen it, but I know that it's uh it's kind of got the same um industrial style. Yeah, they're both black and white, obviously, but this wasn't a time when black and white was the main way to shoot a film. So all of the black and white films Lynch has made are on purpose. It's not just because of a lack of finance, I wouldn't think. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of like um, you know, like Hitchcock. Um, he had the budget to shoot in color, but he shot Psycho in black and white. Yeah, I couldn't imagine either Laserhead or the Elephant Man being shot in anything other than black and white. I think yeah. colorizing it would lose a lot of its atmosphere. Mm. No, most definitely, and that goes for a lot of. A lot of black and white films that um, that were shot in black and white on purpose because it just adds so much. Yeah, I guess the um, obvious uh, obvious point I could bring up in uh, in terms of you know black and white films that would not be the same at all in, in color it would be uh, um, La N, but. Um, yeah, you've not seen it. And yeah. I've not seen a razor head. Well, that's a wrap in the first ever episode of Damn Fine Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Damn Fine Productions. In the next episode, Let's Shoot will join us to discuss Blue Velvet. Please be sure to check out toybox.com for all the latest projects in the Toybox team, including articles, podcasts, and video essays. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.